You're listening to This QPOC Life, a podcast where I don't have to code switch. Um, it also looks... <laughs> it also looks at the world through the lens of a queer person of color. We strive to be a safe and inclusive listening space for queer people of color. We also have a variety of views and opinions, and I have a lot of them. Please leave comments on our website, thiscupoc.life, on our Facebook page, or send us a tweet with at thiscupoclife. Help us build this QPOC community. While you're at it, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. Just search This QPOC Life. Hey, everybody. Wow, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Zachary Aris. Oh, and my pronouns are, mm, it doesn't really matter, to be honest. I'm fine with either. Really? Yeah, it doesn't, like, yeah, it's. Okay. I There are certain male pronouns that I don't like. Like what? I don't like the term man. Like, like. Oh. What? Like, what's like up, if, man? If, mm, like, I don't like that word. Bro, dude, dog, anything like that is fine. Hmm. Okay. But the moment you say man, there's just a lot of connotation with it. I don't like that. All right. Huh. I'm Jonathan Gibbs, also known as Blasian FMA on the internet. You're and, also judging me. Uh, I go by he, him, his, and that's fine. Uh, my name is Carlos Rios, and my pronouns are he, she, they, and herses. <laughs> as they should be. Uh, you may call me Jolie. There is no E in Joe, and... That is how you'll find me on the internet at call me Jolie is one word. And my pronouns are they, them, and theirs. Get into it. And we have a very extra special guest. We sure do. Here to introduce herself. Ms. Mary Martha, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Mary Martha Fort Jang, and um, I'm so excited to be here. Yay! Welcome. We are excited to have you here. Yay. Listen, oh. I heard a harmony. I, I, if I felt it. It almost happened. Can you say hey one more time? Hey. hey! We really like we like dissonant chords. Can y'all resolve it? No. Can y'all like, resolve we were it? Waiting for, can you resolve your life? Oh wow! That, it's all about Shots clapping back. Fired. That was a clap back. Oh, anyway, so it's wonderful that you're all here because this is this Cupac life. That was a good interval, wasn't it? You did life, they and I did obsessed. life. Which Do it again. This Cupac Live. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she did the flat symbol. It was like a little bit under. <laughs> so press the notice here and you're here. I have a talent for going flat. Mary Martha has it's barely been here for 20 minutes and she's, she's already, already like family. She's already conducting. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm sorry that I sound like I have a touch of emphysema. It's okay. No, shoes, shoes are nothing. It's <laughs> not the right disease. What are we thinking about? Bronchitis. 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 I ran for my life. I wanted a cold pot. And then it smelled like somebody was barbecuing. And I said, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. All right. I ain't grabbed my shoes or nothing, Jesus. Jeez. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, so in terms of announcements, has anyone here gone to anything, attended any events, done anything noteworthy this week? Well, 
Way to read that right off the page. <laughs> it wasn't written for me to read. It was just a, a – It's a, just something, you know – well, you work in the industry. I thought you would get it better than you are tonight. Ooh. So um, I went Shots to – As that closes his computer. This <laughs> isn't for me. This isn't for me. This is not a safe space. Uh, I went to the Broadway Inspirational Voices concert and I got my life. It was amazing. And look at God. Uh, Mary Martha, you have a connection to the group. I do. I know Michael McElroy. Shout out to you, Michael McElroy. Hey, Michael. We love you. You all did a, a phenomenal job. It's like, you know, since moving uh, to New York, like when I first moved to New York, I was still in that Memphis mentality, that Southern mentality of I had to find a church home and things like that. But then I later discovered brunch and brunch became my church. <laughs> So for the past five years, I don't, I haven't had a church home, and like maybe once a year, I'll find something to go to that's like gospelly that reminds me of home. And right. that for the past two years, it has definitely been the Biv concert. So we have written. What here. church do you go to now? Uh, okay. Bedside Ministries. Girl, with Pastor Pillow and Saint Mattress. I go to Bedside Baptist. <laughs> Saint Mattress. <laughs> bedside Baptist. With, uh, the, Pastor, Pastor Pillow and Sister Bed Sheet. Deacon Sheets. Deacon, Deacon Sheets. I forgot. They had got promoted after that whole fuss with uh, the headboard ministry. Headboard ministry. Y'all want this lollipop. So before we continue, though, can we just, like, snap it up for Mar- Mary Martha being our first woman co-host for the podcast? We had asked. We had been putting out the search. I mean, you know, and we found somebody to come and join us. And here I am, guest, and it's got a wonderful radio voice and just clicks very well with us. I'll come back anytime. Yes, we want you. She. We already had a gift exchange. We sure did. (laughs) We sure did. Mary Martha brought the the holiday spirit with her. Yes, magical. Because of her, I can't. come to the part of the episode that we like to call The Tea, where we give a rundown of all of the non-sensory that's happening over the course of the last week or more. Our first great big story, Terry Crews, this week in Trashy Men and Their Foolishness. Now, we all know Terry Crews from those Old Spice commercials and some of his other works. And in light of the Me Too movement, Crews revealed that talent agent Adam Vennett once approached Crews and grabbed his penis at a party. But get this, it was in front of his wife. The nerve. The undas the audacity. Caucasity. The caucasity. <laughs> Hello. Caucasian. Uh Venet, who was the agent, was suspended for a month, but after thirty days, guess what? He got his job back. Mm. Mm. Of course he did. Cruz mm-hmm. tweeted that someone had gotten a pass and outlooks like the Black Youth Project, where we got this particular story, are calling out the double standard of Me Too when it comes to black men. So what do we think, people on the panel? Are we in a situation where black men just can't be victims here and they can't be part of the Me Too movement? Thoughts? I think it's definitely an example of that. Look, we've been having all of these things happen over the past, what, month? All of these different accusations against all of these other people. And, you know, we've gotten really serious about it. Matt Lauer lost his job that Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Al Franken resigned today. Uh, you know, let's not get into the whole Republican versus Democrat because Roy Moore is still running and mm-hmm. they're trying to say that the thing was forged today, whatever. But And Mr. Trump is still somebody's okay. president. Vanilla yep. ISIS is still here, girl. <laughs> <laughs> 
Last week it was Sam in Baltimore. Every week. <laughs> Agent Orange. <laughs> it was a big orange in the sky, and then it was Sam in Baltimore, and now Sam it's Vanilla Isis. I feel like I'm just going to give you a new nickname every, every week. week. Vanilla until- Isis is going there, though. Well done. <laughs> until he's out. Straight to impeachment. Straight Down the hall to, the to impeachment. I'm sorry. <laughs> so... So what else about this particular story? I mean, mm. you know, is it is it more difficult to believe people of color when they come forward with these allegations? I yes. mean, I think we've seen a, a habit, and we've seen, not a habit, we've seen a pattern mm-hmm. of a lot of these accusers, not all of them, but a lot of these sexual harassment accusers tending to be white women. Um, and but Affluent white women at that. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't it the point that, that Jane, Jane Fonda, was mm-hmm. it Jane Fonda yeah, that Jane made Fonda. that point? Mm-hmm. Where it wasn't until rich white women started saying anything, but women of color have been like coming to the forefront for years. Oh, for years. Tarana Burke started the Me Too movement. It was not Alyssa Milano, it was Tarana Burke. It was Tarana Burke, and she had been talking about Me Too, and then it just got popular just now, like this year. Because somebody white said, Oh, this is what we should do. Exactly. Right. And and as far as as my observation in how black men in particular are viewed in in our country society, yeah, black men are always the culprit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. always. And, oh no, historic. Yes, right. Just what was that one movie where the whole movie was about a black man raping a white woman while her husband was away? Back in like the, I will say. Mm. 1800s or something and like he went through a whole trial and everything are you but talking about To Kill a Mockingbird was it To Kill a Mockingbird or was it Rosewood it's like one of those where it, it was just fucked up like mm. and the whole time we knew what the tea was or maybe we didn't I don't know it's like a plot twist M. Night Shyamalan well, we also the, another issue I will say is that we also don't believe that a black man could be sexually assaulted mm-hmm. because automatically for anyone with brown or black skin, we sexualize them at a premature age yes. and we don't believe them. And then, you know, here we are with Terry Crews, who is being swept to the side, whereas the Me Too movement has a lot of it needs to grow more. But it's it's on the right track. But it's it's instances like these that are very un- unfortunate. All right, moving on. Work Mama. In a social media post, Rihanna elaborated on her um, hiring practices for hiring women and trans women for her Fenty Beauty ads by saying that she's always hired uh, all women and didn't feel the need to know if they were necessarily trans or not. So, panel, is this a matter of forward thinking and progressive uh, forward thinking of a progressive icon or is Rihanna pulling an all lives matter in that she's erasing trans representation here. Um, I, I don't think Rihanna's pulling in all lives matter. Um, I think her intention is, is, is not to suggest trans erasure. Um, she very explicitly called out that big brands are exploiting. Right. The high tokenism of trans, of trans models. Trans models. And so they're they're seeing that trans identities are quote unquote trending right now mm-hmm. and are trying to capitalize on that. And 
while on the one part I want to celebrate that, on the other part it pisses me off, especially when when L'Oreal pulled what it did with Monroe Bergdorf, mm-hmm. hiring her, and then when she talks about white supremacy, because one publication decides to take that in uh, um, as a derogatory statement, mm-hmm. uh, decided to fire her the next day. Uh, I mean, I was I was so angry. I threw out all my L'Oreal products, and you know, I had many mm. to keep up that amazing hair. You know, um, now I'm onto in the face. Now I'm using Cantu. Thank you. So <laughs> I'm all good with that now. I will say that trans visibility is so important, and that I think it is a good idea to conscientiously hire trans models if you're going to say that you want to embrace all women and and that you don't that whether or not someone is trans or not shouldn't counter shouldn't be a factor in whether or not they're hired for a beauty campaign mm-hmm. i think um i think that's what she was saying is that when she does a call and it's for women all women come and it's none of her business. That's what she said, is that mm-hmm. it's none of her business to know mm-hmm. if someone is trans. Because I believe that, and correct me if, if I'm wrong, but in my experience, not everyone necessarily will say right. that they are for all different types of reasons while mm-hmm. they, you know, why they won't, you know, won't do it. So that's that's what um mm-hmm. that's what I read this morning in that in that tweet. Cause I looked it up. I wanted to because I heard about it. So, yeah. Uh, it's interesting because uh, I got someone tried to bamboozle me, one of these modeling agencies recently. And so I went to, you know, audition, quote unquote, audition with them. It was over there in Midtown. And on the application, you have to do like your name and then all the, you know, your height, weight, all of that stuff. Right. But on gender, it said male, female. And then there was a box off to the side of each of them that said trans. So, like, they wanted you to identify, like, let them know if you're a trans person or not. And you so should have checked all of them. Just all the boxes? All the boxes. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I think when, when we talk about that process, that's what Rihanna's getting at. She's like, mm. if, if, if I'm casting for women and you identify as a woman, then come. that's it. Yeah. That's it. And I mean, she's she's been such such a an ally mm-hmm. to the community mm-hmm. uh, that that I think folks that are reading it into it a little bit more are kind of anti Rihanna or anti POC, mm-hmm. um, anti or just trying to stir up the color. pot, maybe. Yeah, right. And, and so, thinking about Rihanna and the Fenty Beauty line in particular, I think one of the things that it, it's very in much in line with. Her stance of embracing all different kinds of beauty, mm-hmm. being um, inclusive. When mm-hmm. she launched her line, she launched with some of the broadest range of foundation colors that was available for an early launch of a beauty line, which helped these girls and women who are out there that do not see a shade for them. Because unfortunately, then, the beauty industry is so limited yeah. in their their material and what they're trying to put out there. And it's not that they can't make these things because these people are out there and we have the technology and the products to make it. It's that it's apparently not important to serve that market for XYZ reason. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, every shade on the darker end of her, her cosmetic spe- spectrum is 
always sold out. And that trophy wife, Mama, I need it. I, I need can't it find so it. bad. Let's shine. I was just going to say, um, she has a lot of yellow undertones in her makeup versus red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, and I'm not familiar with makeup at all. So, number one, <laughs> I didn't know that, like, it was an issue that, like, black and brown people didn't have access to oh, something. Yeah. When I saw it, I was, I, mm-hmm. I was like, good that she made this, but I didn't know that this was, like, a And the thing. stuff you oh, do it find, was, it makes it you look bad. ashy. It can make you look so ashy. So, before 2017, black and brown people did not have... Let me tell you. Can I please tell you? Please. When I was in... Middle school, my first or like my first year of high school, um, I wanted to wear makeup, and so back then I think it was like Maybelline, and, and it was like um, Shades of You, and I was mahogany number five that I bought at the drugstore, and I put it on my face, and it didn't blend. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. I looked crazy, and I only had um, one black eyeliner that was also my lip liner. And a mole that I would put on my face. I looked horrible. Mm-hmm. We looked horrible as a people. <laughs> <laughs> we really, we really did. You had fashion fair. Ooh. You had fashion fair, and you're right. You looked ashy. Yeah. And then Iman came out with something, and that was better. Mm-hmm. But we tend to look ashy. Um, and then I went. Then I got into Mac. So by like '97, it was Mac and Francois Nars that really. Um, had shades for us. Mm, That is crazy to me. And like, so in 2017, we learned how to put makeup on black and brown people and we learned how to light them in the studio. We sure did because everybody on Insecure looks stunning. Amazing. (laughs) The caucasity of it all. Uh, so, uh, this week for the Caucasity, we're going to talk about uh, the NFL and the Players Union. So, uh, the NFL sports. attempted. We're talking about sports, you all. Yay! We're reaching a broad audience Win right the now. Game. Do the oh my thing. God. Score points. <laughs> Throw the football feel, in the pool hoop. It feels in the tight end? so butch right That's now. a thing, right? <laughs> um, so, the NFL attempted to pay off the Players Union which is the uh, the coalition of black players who are protesting police brutality and an unjust law system against black and brown people. Hello. Now, the NFL offered nearly $100 million to be paid over seven or eight years uh, to charities that support the black community. Now, the players are sort of at ends because you have some who believe that they should take the money and others who just rejected the idea and continue to bend the knee when the anthem is playing. Uh, there's a rumor that next year for the, what, 18-19 football season, footballs, um, they're just going to make the players stay in the locker room. That's what it used to be. Yeah, That's what it used to be. It and wasn't until, actually, at some point during the Obama administration, I think, that they, the government paid the NFL to have patriotic displays that would happen, mm-hmm. which included this the players out being out on the, the football field. field for the national anthem. So if we know, like, we got folks, we got to be strategic about the things that we do. And I don't think that it's asking, to, you know, yes, Colin Kaepernick, I believe in everything that he's doing. 
he threw away his career for this. You know, he's been blacklisted, all of this. But now look at the situation that you're in. There's a rumor that they're going to make you all go back into the locker room so that you can't visibly protest. So take that money and give it to those charities because the players don't make that much to give it on their own, right? They but, they uh, have multi-million dollar contracts. Yeah, they right, but they lot, only but work also, for a short amount of time. But Jonathan, I mean, $100 million over seven to eight years. Like, Versus that's a lot of nothing. Money. That's a lot of money for all of us to think about for, in terms of the NFL. Like $100 oh, yeah. I, no, I totally agree. They, they, should, they should ask for more. But at mm. some point, the season's going to end and then the new season's going to start and they're not going to be allowed mm. on the field to protest, period. What charities that support the black community? So the United who, who Negro... Picks them? Um, the Clinton Foundation. So I think half of the, I think actually, <laughs> I think that actually uh, half of the money goes to like the United Negro College Fund and then like some other ones. But then mm-hmm. the other half of the money is their choice to do whatever they want with for the charities. Well, so Clinton I mean, Foundation. I feel like that also sort of just sort of raises this idea that our silence can be purchased also. Uh it's like either we're going to be silenced no matter what, or we can allow our silence to be purchased versus like if, if they force the players to go back into the locker room, they can still use other platforms. Oh, they could just stop playing. All black people could just stop playing sports. How about that? There would be no sports. There would be no sports. No and then sports. there would be nothing for people to go to these arenas. Look, I was I was I was going through a uh, YouTube TV the other night to look for something, you know, the guide, whether it's TV, yeah. you know, yeah. there's a lot of sports that play on the TV, you all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's one of the biggest drivers of revenue in, in the television world. Yeah. is sports. And school programs. Well, Football. or we could start our own league, Master P. Okay. <laughs> he wants to start a league. I mean, so I believe if memory serves me correctly, he actually reached out to Colin Kaepernick and then was having this idea of, you know, doing a league. Like the Negro, like the Negro leagues for baseball. Back then, yeah. Time on that. Where, where the entertainment industry's bottom line? It's so true. Like they, they literally have nothing without us. It's like either Mandy Moore. Don't mm. ever, don't ever again. Never, ever <laughs> again. What? Who is that? <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with a strong whom? I don't know her. Mm. Mm. I don't know her. Mm-mm. All right. But I, but JoJo makes a very valid point. Like without. Well, people of color. I mean, look at look at the most recent Grammy nominations, like hip hop, urban, all of that is dominating and will continue to dominate. Child, that's but a we whole never, other discussion. We, we because never get album of the year because we don't get album of the year, and then they would rather hear it from. They the don't want to hear it from us. They want to hear it from Taylor Swift. Huh? And they do. That white devil. In a recent report released by GLAAD, it was discovered that while the LGBTQ representation in the media is at an all-time high, the vast majority of this representation is white. Mm. Um, And a good example of that, um, they're bringing back Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, which we... They are. They are? Really? It was announced today. They're bringing it back. It's with an all-new cast. Okay. It's a little bit more inclusive this time. Right. But Interesting. If you think about it, let's look at some of the LGBTQ programming since from the 2000s on today. Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Do they have black people in Will and Grace? No. No. Um, Do they have it in it today? It's back. No. What? They even killed... Well, wait. I think actually the one POC character... Um, 
And the problematic one. I think she died, didn't she? She oh. didn't die in, in real, real life. life. She didn't die. Oh, her character died. died. Oh, but she didn't want to come back, right? She, she has retired from acting. Oh, and so she, she was older. She was she older then. Yeah, she didn't want to come back mm. to the show. So the yeah. one problematic POC character. Because we got Will and Grace. We got Queer Eye. Uh, you have um, Queer as Folk. Okay, the Showtime. Or it was. It was I'm on one of those Showtime. special channels. L word. I mean, but Queer as Folk is not an active show. Like, what are the active? Oh, today? No, yeah. no, we're looking over the history so, of the yeah. 2000s right now. From 2000 oh, to now, because that's what looking, really... Looking. Which yeah. everybody loved, and I could not <laughs> I stand. I didn't like looking. It was like a yawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, L word. What? Which was mostly white, that although was there was like one black girl on it. Mm. Um, and then now... now oh, are, looking... we, are, we, are we only looking for white? Because I know Noah's Ark was black. RuPaul's Drag Race features a lot of POC. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've got two versus two versus four. Many. Well, there's there's more. Oh, there's I mean, a Modern lot. Family. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot. And, there's a lot. And especially now, I mean, you you look at the anytime that there's one of those magazines like Out or The Advocate, their top 100 hottest LGBTQ celebs are mostly white. Is it a surprise? No. Not into no. not mm-hmm. not then not now. I mean, it's just unfortunate. Again, mm-hmm. it, I think it sort of circles back to our conversation that we had about the Fenty Beauty line, and that beauty comes in all shades and all colors. And for some reason, in the especially particularly the gay male space, so much of being white or being light is associated mm-hmm. with with beauty, and that's not just. In the gay male space. That's but, international. That's why we got parasols in Asia. And that's why my like, Lola would tell me to stay out of the, from outside. You're going to get too. dark. It's like, it's, it's a bad thing or something. And well, so, and for, for that, like, having fair skin, quote unquote, was a sign of class privilege. Mm-hmm. Because if you had money, you weren't outside doing anything. You were not being you were a working, farmer. Right. So, and some of that's carried on to this day which is bullshit and, but then you have like you know all these rich white people who spend exorbitant amount of money to look like to they just tan. went to the beach what was that who was that baseball player you know who I'm talking Sammy about Sammy Sosa. Sosa now listen what happened <laughs> he has vitiligo is that what it is yes okay. he has vitiligo and so he chose the lighter makeup oh okay instead of the darker makeup I don't I don't necessarily think that that's about um, self-hate. Lots of people think that it's about self-hate. I don't think that it's about self-hate. I think maybe he just didn't like the way the darker makeup looked. Because because he didn't have Fenty. Because he didn't have Fenty. He didn't have Fenty. Right. Well, does he have yellow undertones? Actually, we, no, we do he have has to color red undertones. Match. Actually, because we have to color we have match. To color match. Is, but now he doesn't have. Well, now what kind undertone? of undertone is it now? If you got vitiligo, do you have undertone? Mm. You have to do color correction mm. underneath. You'd have to go all red, then paint it on, or all yellow, orange, or, all, or orange. That's a good one. Just I have orange. On. I have orange on now. What undertone do I have? Crylon stick. stick. You also have to look at your yellow. Yellow, so right. I'm what's high yellow. yellow is what they used to call it. I wouldn't call you high yellow. No, what's high, high yellow? I'm versus high yellow. yellow. You're high yellow. <laughs> high yellow. Okay. Is this offensive? Speak right now. I mean, I don't care. But yeah, offensive. I mean, I'm, for back in the, for back in the day when light skin was in. Oh wait a second! Oh, 
Um, so I was going to make a point yeah. about, uh, you know, we were talking about like the, you know, shows and then like the number of shows that are overly white and mm-hmm. then versus like the few that are black. You know, after no- Noah's Ark and uh, shows like that by uh, Patrick Ian Polk, uh, who is like the pioneer, as far as I know, post 2000 um, content, black people have had to turn to web series. Yes. And mm-hmm. have gained popularity that way. Like Slay TV is mm-hmm. the first uh, run by the Torringtons, who we hope to get on here one day. Um, you know, they're running that network and they're doing the damn thing. But uh, other social media platforms that have made black people famous include Vine, mm-hmm, which right. was, it, I don't think it was actually announced, but uh, Vine 2 is coming. It uh, was spooked. It was it was a uh, it was leaked. It was Beyonce to basically like yeah. it was just dropped on us the other day. Yeah, a, we're getting Vine too. Electric Boogaloo. What is Electric Boogaloo? Okay. <laughs> what is Vine? So, is this when someone was like, "I do it for the Vine, I ain't gonna do it. Yeah. I do it for the Vine, I ain't gonna so do it." That's, I do that's it for the power vine. of Vine. People that don't even know what Vine is know the song. <laughs> you, yeah, but I don't. I don't know what that means. Vine essentially what it was was a. You know how on Instagram you can do your uh, just take an Instagram video and post it around on Instagram. Yeah, working through that. Working okay. Through that. So Vine is the is an app on your phone in which you can take a six second video, six seconds, and then post it up online, and people can watch and like the video. Is that not the same as a GIF? No, GIF? close, but the, well, this, these ones have sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can also oh. edit them. So what it was essentially like this app became very very popular especially with the youth especially with black people and comedy it w- it it gave a lot of these kids the ability to create your own videos produce them write them edit them m- make comedy do mm-hmm. magic tricks do all sorts of things and it inferred and created so many of the memes and the cultural uh like that little uh, uh that little light skin oh. boy that is in everybody's uh memes He's always looking sad. You know, isn't his name Gavin or something? Because I saw someone I saw earlier, they were like, did Gavin ever learn to read? Because Vine 2 is going to oh. bring these people back. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's King been a Batch. year. Yeah. King Batch. Mm-hmm. Um, Why You Always Lying. Why You Always Lying started from Vine. But what happened to Vine to begin with? Did someone oh, buy them out? Yeah. Twitter. Twitter bought them and then destroyed it. That, of course. Like, just Cancel. reckless. For why? Yeah. Because It was they, so great. Vine was a competitor for Twitter's ability to show video itself. So they right. bought their biggest competitor and then just deleted it, essentially. Yeah. White people stuff. Was mm-hmm. that white people? It yes. was. It mm. was. Because they have more access to capital. Mm. Where are my 40 acres? <laughs> That's what I want to <laughs> know. That's what I want to Reparations. Know. We need to just... So there's a show called Confederate on HBO that they... Well, it's not on there. It, they were planning on making it. Did they stop? They stopped. Okay. Thank they stopped it. But, but the, but the, um, the, the reason I bring it up is because... The counter to that, I forgot who, oh, it was Aaron Magruder uh, who did the boondocks. Mm -hmm. He was going to work with FX, and I don't know, maybe he's still going to do it. It was going to be alternate America where we had gotten reparations and we put it all together to buy out the states of Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia. And so it would have been like its own country. And so the series was going to be about like the struggle between the United States of America and this other I think it was called New Zion or something of course it would be some kind of church Zionist name some kind of thing like that uh, but that would have been interesting but um, but yeah that's that's gone and it would have been a great example of people of color in the media so there you go way to wrap that up
So uh, our next point of conversation, this one gets real close to home. So um, if talking about pulse is a sensitive issue for you, uh, this is fair warning. Uh, so uh, I don't know if you, if any of you saw this uh, or not before we spoke about it, but uh this story pisses me off that yep. Omar Delgado, who was the first cop on the scene the evening of the Pulse Massacre, was relieved of duty for for reasons I, I can't even begin to comprehend. Um, this is a, a straight man who ran in to keep people safe. He is a person of color, and as a result of his heroism, is suffering from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and he's had recurring nightmares ever since that that night. And six months before he would be able to retire and have his pension, they let him go. Wasn't going to work with him or nothing. Nothing. Right. So. Because they don't want to pay that money out. Because they've been paying. Yeah. Right. While he's been on medical leave. But if people he will work with people that they want to work with, they don't want to work right. with him. Well, if, if, he had, if he had finished that six months, he would have been entitled to 64% of his pension. And now it's because to 40 it's, something. It's like 40 something. And when I read that story, it. It brought to mind a lot of times on my Facebook wall when I see a certain kind of person say, uh, Blue Lives Matter too. And it's funny that if Blue Lives Matter so much to you, then where the hell are y'all at for this? Why is this man out of a job? Mm-hmm. Right. Because it seems that we only support our troops and we only say that Blue Lives Matter when we're okay with them going and dying or using them as a weapon against people of color whether they be in Afghanistan or they be right here in, you know, Baltimore Ferguson. or Ferguson. Exactly. I, there's just nothing that can justify this to me because I know we all know how government works, how politics, how people that have power and can pull strings works. Yeah. You know that someone can be like, oh, okay, baby, we'll just do this for you for six weeks. You just have to sit at the desk. Don't even show up. You know, you mm-hmm. just whatever. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they doing it for this man? So does he get a lawyer? I feel like he can sue. Can he not sue? He probably could sue does for he have money termination. to sue? He probably, he probably does not have, have the money to sue because he has a family. Also, his income is not a lot of money. It is not. I was no. reading that and like I was like 38, 32, something like that. I was like, what? Yeah, that's yeah not he's, a lot of he's money. making less than 40000 a year. Yeah. Uh, and. Um, but Blue Lives Matter. If you would like to help out Omar Delgado, uh, you can well put the description. Yeah, it'll we'll, be in the link we'll put below. Put a link in the, in the or description. At, at QPOC.life because you might be listening to this on Google Play or iTunes or SoundCloud because we're available on all those platforms. Yes. Yes, platforms. And uh, so just know go to this QPOC.life and look in the episode tab and you'll see the link to uh, Delgado's uh, GoFundMe page. You know what's been really great, other than just people contributing financially? It's been the people who are mental health counselors 
offering their services, offering their services mm-hmm. for free, and <clears throat> that's just extraordinary. Like it goes to show you to be there for each other. It's not necessarily about the money. It's also about what we can do to help each what other. What we can offer right. each other because we're human, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to know what mental support was offered to Omar after this instance. Because I'm willing to bet you that not the same amount of support was offered to him that would be offered to other police officers in other parts of the country. Right, because they said they were a small area, they probably don't have like the experts mm-hmm. or like the ability or whatever. But I just think that this is wrong. Mm-hmm. So I know that you are all super fans of this QPOC life, and I am too. And the way that we make more super fans is by sharing it. So whether you see us on the iTunes, on the look, I don't, really, I'm not really good at the internet. So if you see it, just share it. See it, share it. If you see it, share it. If you see it, just share it. It's like, like it's that hard. Just if you see something, say something. If you see it, share it. See something. Share something. There you go. Because you are sharing good information from incredible people, um, mostly me. Thank you. so excited to do this bloop of the week today as of, as of this week russia has been banned from the olympics for 2018 by <laughs> ashy so i don't have any part of this in case so russia the, is listening to this the winter olympics in 2018 because they're will, coming for our net neutrality will not feature Russia this year. Now, what I will say, many Russian athletes have been some of my favorite athletes in history. And I love Russian people. But your government, you need to look at it. Because something... Okay, but they can say the same thing about us. Oh, the call is coming. It's a two-way from inside the house. You got you got America and Russia. It's in surround sound. What's happening? Stereo. Um, so the, the reason they were banned was because of a Kremlin-sponsored doping scandal, and the IOC was like, you know what? Let's just let's end it here. So Russia cannot compete. Athletes who test negative for the doping can compete under a neutral. Uh, banner mm-hmm. as independent, you know, people. Right. Um, but, but who uh, pays for it? They yeah. got to pay it for you. You got to pay for it yourself. Yeah. Regardless. And you, it breaks my heart a little bit because there are athletes there who are not involved in the doping. Right. Who you We're spend your legit. entire Yeah. Life. See, this right. is what I'm considering mm-hmm. is like, that's why I'm not rejoicing in the enemy's failure because mm. – you know, there are some innocent bystanders. And if God, like, if I had spent all my life swimming mm-hmm. to be in the Olympics and then Zach over here is the one that was cheating, I would be pissed off at Zach, number Why would one. I cheat? Because. Because you're Zach. You're Zach. Oh, yeah, no. Look, and, if it'll get me ahead. Exactly. And that's the same thing that, you know, it's, it's, that's why I'm just, in the, I'm kind of torn about it, you know. I, uh, well, there are some innocent as bystanders. As an empathetic person, the I vic- The you. victory is, like, you know, like the Kremlin is finally getting one back. Exactly. Yeah. But on the other side, it's like you've got all those those incredibly talented people. 
Exactly. Who are Aren't no they really good figure anymore. skaters? Because this is yes. the uh, Winter Hunter, Olympics yes. that are coming up. Yeah. And Russia has always been the, one of the top medal getters in Oh, my in goodness. Winter. Because they can train all year round. You know what oh I will say God. to your point, Jonathan? Because you started to make me think about it. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> because now I'm thinking, like, if, if Russia has now been banned from the Olympics for cheating and doping from a state-sponsored thing, when is the United States going to be banned from the United Nations considering it killed so many people in South America – um, when it would assassinate their leaders with the CIA. Okay, but what When's does this that have to do with the Olympics, though? I'm just saying, if Russia's going to get theirs, I mean, the U.S. needs to get its as well. Okay. These tinfoil, lace front wig conspiracies. <laughs> my edges are laid and they are ready to bake at like 350. Like world peace. <laughs> Your edges are laid? <laughs> and ready to bake? Ready to bake. Set it and forget it. At 350? Like the Ron Popeil rotisserie grill. Lord Listen, Jesus. people of color only know how to set the oven to 350. There, It doesn't matter what you're cooking. Everything is 350. Not 425, not 450. Just 350. 350. 350. You may You know what? Because that's like the second lowest stand. Like, yes. you're just like, I don't want to waste just, electricity. I just, just put everything in my Instant Pot. You and that Here Instant Pot. You need a crockpot? Like a crockpot? No, my, like my Instant Pot. It's, so, a, it's, it's a, a name brand cooker. Cooker. pressure, it's a pressure cooker. cooker that JoJo oh, has mentioned. I want a pressure cooker. It's amazing. They're so in right now. I, don't, yeah. oh, I'm I still don't trust them. Because I remember when, when I was growing up, it'd be like, if you had a pressure cooker, that could explode and kill you. Well, yeah, and then we were, were in JoJo's kitchen for the Thanksgiving, before I, the Thanksgiving, I, I, I and JoJo was nowhere to be found, but we were in the kitchen side-eyeing that thing. And then it was like low two, low eight. <laughs> we were like, what, 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 the, what are the increments talking about yeah, here? and then y'all had ribs that were lit as fuck. I almost choked on that rib. Go back to the episode and see. That's because you happened. can't eat properly. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. So, as you know, we have our first, how, what's the right way to say it? A female-bodied female? Uh, woman. Woman. Womex. Womana. Womana uh, person here on the podcast. Mary, okay, now you told us before the show started. Mary Martha. Mary Martha E. Ford Jang. So what? The E is for Elizabeth. So Mary Martha Elizabeth. So you're just all in the Bible. Yeah, I'm a recovering member of the Church of God in Christ. Hey. This is the church of God in Christ. Oh, look. Mary Martha has brought some goodness into the world in the form of a... Is this classified as a board game? Because I know you... A card game. A card game. A card game. Tabletop. A tabletop, which you are... We'll get to the part that you're um, elected, What you're nominated for awards. You're going to... Snatch and trophies. Snatch and trophies at the, at the board top. For two, thing. technically. But the game two. is called... The ultimate clapback. And let me tell you, Mary Martha and I met at Gamer uh, Gamer X East. It's a convention for gamers, well, queer, uh, the queer community, like a Comic-Con, but for video games. Mary Martha was there and selling this game, and we were like, what is it? And the best way that I can describe it is it's a better, ver- it's a better blacker version of Cards Against Humanity, with, full of shade. Would you f- agree that that is fair or no? I think that people um, compare it to Cards Against Humanity because that's what's popular and mm-hmm. that's what people people know. Um, 
it has been said that it's like Cards Against Humanity meets Black Twitter. Okay. Um, but this game is really about how we communicate with each other. Witty banter, going back and forth, where I find that um, Cards Against Humanity, which which I love, it's like someone reads a card and then everyone has to say something. And mm-hmm. then, so it's slow for me. Yeah. Um, this is fast. You know, I'm coming for you, you come for me. And it's one-on-one. It's one-on-one, which is really, which is really exciting. So, so yeah. let's so let's ex- uh, let's uh, explain the rules of the game as we're setting up here. We're sure. getting cards and stuff. Sure. So there's two decks of cards. You have your claps and your clap backs. Um, so there's two decks. So you have your pink, which is going to be your clap, and the yellow, which are your clap backs. Everyone receives five random clap backs. So you can all look at them. Got um, them everyone gets a voting card, word and naw. Um, so that's a thumbs up and a thumbs down. Got it. Um, we're not using that all of the time. So this is not about voting. But if there's a discrepancy, that's when we'll use it. So basically, someone picks up from the pink pile. They say what's on the card directly to someone. That person and looks in their hand, they respond with the clap back in their hand. If your clap back is strong, you've won. If not, the other person has won. The goal is to win five books, five hands, five tricks. I had five tricks one time. Five tricks? The oh, no. <laughs> so, so I the like goal- five tricks. I'm so- still in five guys. <laughs> five guys. So no, the goal is to win um, five hands, um, and then that's the winner. So when I mean five hands, it's like five books if you were playing spades, like you just put them just off to the side. Um, that's how you do it. So I took my love, I guess, in a way of telling people how I truly feel. Okay. Uno. All right. Because it's so bright in spades, because, well... Spades. Spades Hello. is good. Spades I is mean, a shady-ass game. It is a shady, depending on who you're playing with. Uh, I will never play with, with my family members. <laughs> so someone, So who's going to start? You want me to start? Yeah, you yes. start, Okay, please. so um, I'm going to say to you, Jonathan. Oh, God, here we go. You still renting furniture? <laughs> <laughs> so... Do you have something in your in your hand? Oh, I certainly do. Because oh, okay, because I'm like, if you don't, you can so, pick up one for help. Go ahead. So the clapback is your little man still serving six to ten. <laughs> <laughs> now, I played you this. Definitely I've played this with a lot of people through the holiday season since we met. So you have you're kind of up on you know how I, you I, have I to do it. I, I've seen that like people get stuck when they don't have a card, and we can get to that in a second. But there are per- perfect moments like that. Where that happens, and I found it's about the delivery. It's always about the delivery. <laughs> Everything is about the delivery. Yeah. I mean, that's the part of like when people, um, if you will, throw shade, okay. as as people say. I'm unfamiliar it's, with the term. Oh, <laughs> but it's about or reading. But see, but reading and shade are two different things. Yes. Thank yeah. you so much. People think that it's that it's all in the same, and it's not. And thanks, RuPaul's Drag Race. It's totally saying that sarcastically. I know. I know, but I mean, for the people that are listening, just yeah, in case edu- they, they the didn't know. Where does shader reading come from? Um, black and brown people. Amen. The ball culture. Thank you. Amen. I suggest that shade comes from reading. reading yes, came reading came first. first. Yes, I think people. You know, if you haven't watched Paris is Burning, please do. And you have Netflix. You aren't educated. Get into it. Watch it. That is like please. necessary. Connect no, that, sections that, to memory. That's please. that's mm-hmm. queer one on one. Yeah. But that's the, the intro Q, to Cupac 101. As, as, no, as not a, even just Cupac. It's just the, Queer 101. That is the prerequisite to Queer 101. Mm-hmm. Like, if you haven't seen it, don't talk to me. Like, you have to... So, have and this was... It. So, Paris is Burning might have been, like, an influence. Like, what is your relationship so, like... 
What? How did I come up with the gate? Yeah. Like what? Okay. So um, now it's about two years. Um, I moved my mom into uh, a nursing home. I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, living here in New York, and my mother. Um, fell and she could no longer live by herself. So I had to move my mom into a nursing home. I don't know if you've ever dealt with elder care or seen someone deal with elder care. Mm-hmm. It is very, very stressful. Um, so in six days, so she fell on a Sunday. I moved, I mean, I flew into Pittsburgh and moved her here um, to a nursing home right outside the city in like seven days. Um, and I got depressed mm. and full of anxiety and was yelling at people. Um, on the two and three train, having meltdowns in the grocery store about carrots. Oh. No, just just about carrots. Um, and so They're I realized, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, no, it's like my husband. I was like, we need carrots, and he came with baby carrots, and I was like, these ain't the right baby carrots. Yeah. These are not the right carrots. And I was like, girl, you have to do something. And so, um, I wanted to figure out like how to move through my pain. And so, I guess in a way, I've turned my pain into play. Oh yeah, um, and I I love games, and I wanted to smile. I was like, well, what can I do to be creative? Um, so I taught myself how to use InDesign. I taught myself how to use Illustrator. You designed this? Yes. I did. Oh my god! I did design it. So I started. So I started with a friend, um, Brandon Jennings, who lives in Pittsburgh, and he helped me with the initial logo of like the ultimate clapback. The circle, the circle logo. Mm-hmm. So he helped me with that. I would send him like sketches of what I wanted, the different things that you know that I needed, and so that's how it started. But like, um, oh, sorry. Yeah, so he he couldn't move on with the with the project, and then I did everything else. Okay, so my question is, yeah, how did you come up with the concept of a shady ass game like the Ultimate Clapback? Oh, because I'm shady. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, you're in I the mean, right place. <laughs> I mean, I've been given the side eye since I was born. Like they're baby pictures, and I'm like, I don't know about you. <laughs> just serving catch yeah. Just you know, just all just all the time. But I'm not like, gonna be able. Right. <laughs> oh, my grandmother used to say, um, everybody's willing, but not everybody's able. <laughs> so um that's that's where it really came from. Um but I've always been quick with it. Mm-hmm. Um and that's required. It's mm-hmm. it is required. Um but I you know, if I really were to like if I wanted to get deep about it, I think it is a defense mechanism sometimes. Um how we how we speak to each other. Um, you know, you have to, you know, say something back because, you know, people pick on you, maybe. Um so I think about like in some of these cars, I think about the time that um I was in school and someone um, it was picture day and this guy took um, shavings of the pencil and he mm. just put it in my hair oh my God. on picture day. And I was like, my mother just paid Miss Sharon to do my braids. Oh. I cannot go back home with pencil shavings. Because you're going to get an ass whooping and then Miss Sharon right. whoop your ass too. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know, so it was it was stuff like that. Um, and so I just started writing and just figuring out, you know, what it was going to be. And I it was funny. It was funny. Some, you know, it's not really mean spirited um, because they're just poking fun. You just think about, you know, some of the things that people have said to you. Now, it's true. Some of the things on the cards, it might really hit home. Oh, it does. I've been in. I played this. I told you I played it through the holiday season. Yeah. Some folks have gotten mad already. Really? You have caused some tension between some people <laughs> <laughs> just like, that I know. But hold on. Let's th- hold okay. that thought. And let me now, since I won. Yes. So I now you pick draw up. the the. 
Yeah, so you should always have um, five yellow cards in your hand. So I've already given you one. So Mm -hmm. now you have five. You're going to pick up from the pink pile, and you're going to say what's on the card directly to someone. Um, And if you're playing in your hands, if you have a really fancy card that might be, like, black and it might say ultimate on it, it automatically wins. Oh, it's like a wild card. You don't even have to say anything. You just, just, I mean, you, yeah. You could say something, though. No, you read what's on the middle, in the middle of the card. Oh, okay. Okay. See, I didn't. I didn't know that. Okay, good. You didn't read the directions. I didn't. Oh, no. No. you know oh. we don't do that, and we yeah. also put S at the end of everything, like Targets and Kroger's. Targets and the WalMarts. And the WalMarts. I and love a else. possessive S. <laughs> As course. a Detroiter, I love a possessive. Of course. S. Zach, Who are you going to okay, Zach, your gums are receding, baby. Wow, I'm going to cut your tongue out. So I, it's at this point that nah. Nah. I'm sorry. First of all, it's tangential because right. it's dental. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say it, it matches because it's got to do with the mouth, but I there don't is, think it was there is, But I don't get a vote in this. Too philosophical? No, you do. Get to vote. Oh, Everyone do. gets to vote. Okay, well, I'm giving this it a This is a democracy. Well, then fine. I vote not to. Uh, on yourself? Oh, wait. No, well. Well, what did you vote? No. Exactly. See. It was a no. I didn't have anything no else, else that was, no, that no, was you, no, it's so it doesn't ha- it's not about matching. You can pull a card. It's about how, you know, it's about how you're saying it. Yeah, you know, and you can always pick up one for help. So that's okay. You didn't win that one. Not today. That's fine. Not so, today. It's fine. So you now, won Jonathan, it, Jonathan. You have two. You're All not right. a loser, so but now, you're not a winner. I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. <laughs> Carlos, your yeah. little girlfriend still making burritos. <laughs> I heard you're looking for one. <laughs> a burrito. <laughs> Put in your booty hole, burrito. <laughs> you know what? Before we go on to the next round, because Carlos had one that he's going to throw the shade, or they are going to throw the shade uh, soon. Hers is, is going to throw the shade <laughs> soon. I think most of us here in New York are affiliated with different kinds of people. All right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And because reading and shade have been made so popular by things like RuPaul's Drag Race to the, that demographic. You know, they're just now discovering it. They they weren't they didn't come out of the womb. They didn't grow up having to use it as a defense mechanism. And so I've had people say, "Oh, this is just mean spirited." Not, not the game, but like the act of shade and reading. They're just like that. There's like they don't see the culture in it. They don't see like we've grown up and we've had to even if it's playful between siblings in the house. You know, so have you had experience with that? Like, so it's like these inside jokes, right? That you might have with your friends. Okay. One of my best friends, Kim, we've been friends for like 20 something years. And so there's just certain things that we know about each other. And I know that she can take a good joke. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it. And then she'll say something back to me. And then we laugh. Ha 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 ha. Um, some people just automatically, no matter, no matter what you say to them, it's always going to be a dig. Right. It's always going to be a dick. Um, but I think that that's just being mean. Mm-hmm. I just like if you always start at the dig, then you're then that is mean spirited. Um, right. Yeah. And like that's I think that's the danger of shit. It's like it, some people, whether it's that other demographic or whether it's us, can be so mired in shade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like it becomes their life, like in a bad way. Like shade is my life. But I use it sparingly. Like, well, I mean, like, so, like, for as as someone who who has had who has friends in ballroom culture, yeah. Um, like the 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 distinguishment that I make between reading and shade is that reading is is ribbing with mm-hmm. your friends. You know, mm-hmm. it's like old school diss fights on the school bus back and forth, right? Playing the dozens, exactly. Like you're you're just going back and forth. 
it's witty, it's sharp, it keeps you witty and sharp um, because it, it's just sort of how we defend ourselves and keep our defenses up when, we, when we're not around the communities where we feel safe, right? Mm-hmm. And where you draw the line with shade is where you know you've drawn the line with somebody mm-hmm. and you've broached a subject that you shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And it it crosses the line between being funny and being deliberately like using your words for harm, yeah. right, right. basically. <clears throat> yeah, there's a fine line between like funny and bitchy when it comes to shade. And it's again, it's to JoJo's point, it is it, it moves from person to person. A lot of it is built on the relationship that you have and the things that you know that you can and can't talk about. And I think that's why people who are trying to do the reads or trying to be shady in an environment where they don't appreciate or understand the art form or don't understand their their audiences, it comes across mean-spirited. It, it's all, uh, we talked about it, it's all about the delivery. It's all it's about, about the delivery. Your, and it's all about knowing your audience. Yeah. And, and I find that that's where we get into a lot of trouble as people, even people who, like ourselves, who may or may not be really good at being shady. Um, I don't know anyone. I'm unaware. Ooh. Unaware. I don't know her. But um but I think that's that's where we always need to be checking ourselves and checking our relationships. And yeah, there are times where even within a group, like we make jokes and then oh, that one may have been too far. But we have a, a good enough pre-existing relationship where if I did go too far, if someone else went too far with me, like we know. Like don't talk about my big forehead. That's why I wear hats. Exactly. That's beautiful. You have a big forehead? It's oh, a five yes. head. It's a five head. It's, it's the Blasian five, five head. head. Square, All the Blasians have a big forehead. I wear my five head with pride. Rihanna has a five head. She sure she does. does. And yellow undertones. <laughs> Very <laughs> yellow undertones. As do I. All right. Way to As bring it back. Tyra. It all goes back to yellow Consistency. All right. Carlos. It's my turn. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge JoJo. Uh oh, the clap is cigarettes are bad for your health. Oh please, like your ashy elbows. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you win. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So you'll uh, pick up a yellow. You should always have five. Now you're gonna pick up this pink card and you're gonna say what's on the card to one of us. All right, you, you wanna say it to me? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna bring sure. this around to Mary Martha. When I was a teenager, I handled my responsibilities. Did you? Um, I don't have anything in my hand. You handled your responsibilities. What? I have nothing in my hand. <laughs> you handled your responsibilities, and you got plenty of diseases, too. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was one that of those things where the delivery, word. it was the tone, it was the it was brevity the of it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that word. word. No, it wasn't even a vote. You she didn't got have it. To vote. So, <laughs> because the thing, the thing of it is, is that yeah, it really is about deli- about the delivery, and you have to be you have to be quick. So um, I have a technical it. question. What sure. happens if if we go to a voting round? Yep. and there's a tie. Oh, that round um, is dead. The round and, then, okay. and then the two people that were playing play again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know if maybe there was like an electoral college popular vote. No, 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 no. Okay. none of that. Your hair looks greasy. Oh, always. Ooh. Hitting a little too close to home. Why are your kids on probation? <laughs> <laughs> so a non sequitur. And, and second of all, I use a lot of dry shampoo. One, one so let's just establish that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that to you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to let you have that it. That was a mercy. Who, who just played uh, the... Did someone play Ashy Elbows card? I did. Yeah. So... 
uh, someone played that against me the way that you played it against Mary Martha just now. I played it against Carlos. You played it against Carlos just now. And let me tell you, they were about to say nah until I checked my elbows and then everybody <laughs> died laughing. <It's> so <laughs> it was so funny. Okay. So let's tell the listeners where they can get the, the ultimate, ultimate clapback. Clap sure, you can get it directly from me, www.theultimateclapback.com. Just on my website, and I ship it myself. Yes. People are like, are you on Amazon? Let me tell you how Amazon wants 40%. 40%? And then some type of subs- uh, like a subscription, subscription service and stuff. And I just can't scale it. I can't scale it. You got to be on Amazon so people know that you're legit. Do you have uh, Amazon money? Are you legit? Yeah. Are you legit? Right. Do you have Amazon money? Do you have the range? Do you, did you make a game? Did you? Are you nominated for awards? Are you? Okay. I am. Why are we doing uh, Diamond and Sapphire? Right? <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, silk and Diamond right yes. now. Which Joy and Reed called them rayon and cubic zirconia the other day. <laughs> I died laughing. <laughs> I was inspired by... Yeah, where did these come from? So I was inspired by... Uh, well, a lot of these are written for family members. <laughs> Hey, family. Um, Oh, your family, man. Yeah, my family. (laughs) Like, I'm inspired by my family, just life experiences. And then what you hear on the train. Sometimes people are on the train and they are saying way too much. And so I write it down. And I think, you know, I think about things. So how long did it take you? You told us that, you know, you learned Illustrator and all that. But then what, so the process, how long did this take? Um, A year and a half from the thought and then to get it into people's hands. But I started writing it in March of 2016 um, and it was done in July. Okay. And what's the success been like? It's been it's been really good. Um, People are responding to the game. You are nominated. Yes, I am nominated for 2017 Bit Award. Um, which is going to be next next week. So that's exciting. Who, who's um, the voting body on that? Who's the voting body? Thank you. The voting body? Um, so it's, it's done through play crafting. So the game has been nominated for Tabletop Game of the Year. Oh, but there's wow. also a Player's Choice Award. Okay. Um, where you, oh, yeah. I'll send you all the links so that you all can vote for me. We're going to oh, put yes. it down there. Yeah. Put it, you know, and um, anyone who's listening, just put the ultimate clapback and then maybe I can win the Player's Choice this Award on? too. This is um, next Friday. Oh, okay, so the so podcast can, come out Monday or Sunday afternoon. So. Okay, and so yeah. So so y'all heard so that. Get to it. You're gonna vote for Mary Martha's The Ultimate, the ultimate Clapback. Clap All of our listeners, mm-hmm. make sure that you're voting for Player's Choice Tabletop Game of the Year for Mary Martha. Oh. I appreciate it. But you know, I worked I worked really I worked really hard on it. It was very important to me to produce something that was going to be quality. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like people just don't expect much because of what I look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because of that, I feel that some people feel like they can just be mediocre. And mm-hmm. if people okay. buy mediocrity, then why do I have to strive to do, to do better? Um, the name of my company is LLC. That's named after my grandmother and her sister, Aww. Martha and Dorothy. And they were women of excellence. And so it was very important to me that what I produced was something that was going to be uh, excellent. And I'm glad that I was able to do it. That is great. So you all make sure... That you get you, first of all, vote for this game, and the link will be at thiscupoc.life. But also, uh, go to the website, which will also be there, and get you a copy of this. This is a QPOC 
uh, podcast for you know buy and for POC. And this, I've told, I'll tell you, since Gamer X, I have taken this game to at least five different holiday parties, and the results have been varied because one of them was a Gaijin one, and we some of us can do it and some of us can't. <laughs> but, We're not all blessed with the same spiritual gifts. Because yeah. like, who was that in RuPaul's Drag Race season two? Uh, um, Jujubee. Mm-hmm. We had some Jujubees and then we had some non Jujubees. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, this is a good game for family, for friends, for frenemies. It's it's great. It's it's by a woman of color and it is for, it's definitely for. I did it for the culture. You did it for, for the, the culture. culture. Um, so, and can I also just add, um, because this is really a good um, stocking stuffer, if you use the promo code QPOC, oh. 20% off. Oh, we got a coupon. Twenty percent off, and you can if save you purchase the game. Coins is that so two zero percent sign? Yeah, twenty percent off. Yeah, so the game the game is twenty five dollars, and so you know twenty percent off. Yeah. So this episode really is brought to you by the <laughs> ultimate. <laughs> Black so now we have to record a, an ad real quick. So, so now Q, you are our first Q-Pop. official sponsor. <laughs> oh wow! I've never been a sponsor before. I've never done a podcast. Oh, no, I did oh, one, but it was different. This is great. I feel at home here. Yay. Yay. Well, you are invited back here. anytime. And I'm I talking about to. next week. So, is this okay. Where we also propose- Well, no, I'm going to be... I'm sorry. I didn't, You're going to be at the thing. I'm going to be at the thing. That's amazing. All right. So, uh, Mary Martha, thank you for this uh, great thing. You're going to stay with us for the rest of the show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we want you to throw it to the commercial. Buy my game. We'll be right back. One of our other favorite segments called Clapback Clarity. On Tuesday night of this week, all of Atlanta was anxiously awaiting the results of the city's mayoral election, which was a nail-biter that shot through with racial and historical implications. Hmm. There were two city councilmen, Mary Norwood, who was white, and Miss Keisha Lance Bottoms. (laughs) We know what she was. (laughs) Who was... Notably not white. Like when I went into the voting booth and I said, I am voting Leticia for Leticia Shane. <laughs> I yes. didn't have to Google her. No, I, I knew. Um, <clears throat> they were they were up for the city's top job and there were fewer than 800 votes that gave Miss Keisha Lance Bottoms the win. Mm. Uh, but the election was very significant because if Norwood had bested Keisha, then it would have been the first time in it, that Atlanta had elected a white mayor since 1969. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a local station, CBS 46. Um, the news anchors were oh, discussing. I saw this. We're discussing mm. the results and we're just discussing some of the implications when it came to race because it was something that it was an issue that was permeating throughout the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sharon Reed, who was an anchor woman, um, and Ben Swan and Alicia Roberts, who were also anchors with her, discussed how the shifting racial demographics of Atlanta played a big part in this election. So, here's my question. Yep. Mm. We know, it starts with a statement. We know that race is an issue in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. We know this. People outside of the United States of America know that it is an issue for us. Why is it that certain people, I'm touching the palm of my hand, want to act like Can't talking right. about race is quote-unquote divisive? It's, 
you know, getting off the point. It's over. You know, like, why is this such a mm. sore spot? It is something we need to talk about. Well, as someone who's half white, I think I can answer for the rest of uh, white you people. You speak for all white people right <laughs> now. I'll speak for all white people right now. Because when you realize that you're being oppressed and when you have no rights and you don't have access to capital or education or healthcare, when you realize that and you start talking about it, they get really upset and really afraid. And so when but they why? get a, Because giving you part of equal opportunity, just a smidgen of it means that there's less equality and opportunity for them and they want all of it. I mean, it, it's it's the, the power shift, right? It's where mm-hmm. the distribution of privilege to the disenfranchised mm-hmm. feels like oppression to the privileged. Right. It feels like oppression to them It's because they've heard of oppression other places but right. have never experienced it. I, well, I think the truth is that white people, let's just say it, are terrified that if people of color were to have as much power and position and privilege as they were, that we would treat them the way that they have historically treated us. Do you think that they're actually thinking that, and I'm not trying to ask that question as if they're stupid and like they, you know, like whiteness is not thinking about this, but do you, I think that they're just not thinking about it. Right. Like and the fact that we're talking about something that they're so privileged to not think about. Why do you have to bring that up? Because it's a non-issue to Mm -hmm. them. So they think it should be a non-issue to us. Or why do you keep on talking about the color of your skin? Why is that always playing a card? Why do you always play that card in the situation? Because they know that it's like white people. Do they know know it's wrong? wrong. Deep down inside of inside of their Christian hearts, they know it's wrong. And they know. What do they know that's wrong? That That racism? They know that racism and the, the actions running are wrong. Well, I, I I would even just take it a step further is that no one wants to be known as a bad person. Right. So every time you bring it up, it's like, I feel bad, I feel bad. And so then that, make, that makes me feel bad. But you know what I say to that? Look in the mirror. A hit dog will holler. <laughs> Look in the mirror. Do something about it. Right. That's that's a that's an excellent point because you know the the white people that I do know that don't get offended about it, they are doing something about it. They know they know the you know everything going on. They're aware of the issues and they're working most of them are working to you know do the right thing or at least speak up in a Facebook conversation or a post right. or something right. like that. I, I just the ones like... that are not doing anything are the ones that when this subject comes up then all of a sudden it turns into a big well, storm. They, they have to face the uncomfortable truth. That even if they don't think that they're racist, that they're still in a structure. Someone thinks right. they're racist. They're still, and they, and they, but and they're still in a structure right. that because there is racism and it's real, that they benefit from it, and they don't want to own up to the fact mm. that they are getting privilege and power because of these institutions that are created by and for white Be, because people. Because the mm-hmm. idea of owning white supremacy makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry, folks, but like. Silence makes you complicit it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. in white supremacy. But uh, circling, circling back to the story, so Sharon Reed received a very hateful message from a white woman that was local to the station. Or is an issue in this election? Yeah, I'm going to hold it because I think there's some confusion behind the scenes. Um, a woman by the name of Kathy Ray uh, emailed me. We're going to put that email on the screen and then I'll comment after it. But I think it's fair for people to see what she wrote. And uh, get my response. And in this particular 
email. She referred to her using the N-word. That's not a word that I ever say. You need to be fired for the race-baiting comment you made tonight. It's okay for blacks to discuss certain subjects, but not whites. Is that um, Katie Ray? And then it goes on. Kathy Ray. Kathy Ray. Oh, yeah, Miss yes. Kathy. Miss Kathy Ray decided that she was going to write in and call um, Sharon Reed because she was discussing politics and she was discussing race issues. She was calling her not a not a good person, but a N-word. You are what I call a... Now, she, she tried to write the N-word, uh, but mm-hmm. she spelled it. I wish we would just put it on the screen. It's after 9 o'clock at night. People have the right to see it. Um, she wrote N-I-G-E-R. Um, not a black person. She actually spelled Niger. And right. she spelled the, it... The country. Yeah, she, she spelled uh, Niger. Yeah, she spelled it Niger. So that tells you a little bit about... You know, education. About what's Betsy going on DeVos, What's going on in the, in the rural areas. Um, <sighs> Hello. And she and and Sharon was great because she was like, you know what? I could come for you. I could clap back at you, but I'm just going to let your words stay right where they are and let them speak the world. And so I would say to Kathy a couple of things. Um, Number one, you mischaracterize uh, what I said. I didn't say that white people couldn't talk about race. Quite the contrary. Um, We think that race is an authentic uh, discussion to have. It's one we're having tonight because it's one many of you are talking about at home. And it's one that has clearly entered the Atlanta mayor's race. And that's why behind the scenes, my colleagues and I, Mm -hmm. white and black, um, we decided, hey, let's go for it, right? Because we do try to keep it real here. And I think we do a very good job of it. Um, So I think when arguing with somebody, you have to be careful not to miss characterize their viewpoint. So I won't mischaracterize your view either, Kathy Ray. I get it. On December 5th, 2017, you think it's okay to call this journalist a nigger. I don't. But I could clap back and say a few things to you. But instead, I'll let your words, Kathy Ray, speak for themselves. And that'll be the last word. And let me tell you, baby, mm. Twitter mm. has been all over that ass. Twitter been like, did they find Kathy? <laughs> did they find her? <laughs> did, they, did they find, find Kathy? <laughs> Black Twitter is still working on it. <laughs> right. But they will find Kathy We Ray. expect the results to be in within the week. Because <laughs> Black Twitter will shut you down. You know what? I think I'm going to send her a game. <laughs> the, the anchor. The anchor. Yeah. Miss, uh, what's the, her name? Sharon Reed. Sharon Reed. Sharon Reed. At CBS 46. At CBS 46. I just need the address in Atlanta. I'm going to send like, her a game. I'm not going to clap back, <laughs> but maybe this can be some self-care for her. For, it's healing for the culture. Exactly. Healing for... Yes. <laughs> healing for, <laughs> for the, the culture. culture. That's good. Martha, thank you so much for speaking with us today and showcasing the ultimate clapback. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. So, where can our listeners find you? Oh, you mean on these uh, the social media platforms? Everywhere. At Clapback Game on all social media platforms. At Clapback Game, and you should follow me definitely on Instagram um, because I do a clapback of the day. Oh, okay. and where can, where can they make a purchase? www.theultimateclapback.com and if you want an in-home party I do in-home parties like direct like sales party. like old school Tupperware I come Are with you the serious? entertainment 
Yeah, real talk. Oh, oh my God. God. We need to host one. We need to have a This Coupon Life clapback party. Let's do it. And is there a little code that might... You know, get get people twenty percent off. Twenty percent off. Twenty percent off how the many, game. That's how much. Two zero twenty percent off. That's twice your tides. <laughs> that's my tax break. <laughs> Damn, sorry, send a joke. Um, Q pop. The the what's it what's it is? Q pop. What it is? What it, what is it? Q pop. The, the promo 20% code. Twenty percent off. Promo code. Q pop. That is Q P O C two zero percent sign O F F. Now, what I will say to our listeners: one, buy the game; two, use the promo code; but three, the most important thing when you purchase that game, go and vote for the ultimate clapback. Yes, on the I mean, go vote for it if you haven't bought it yet. Yeah, hurry up until you have until December fourteenth, fifteenth. I think they're doing it all the way up. I don't know. Let you have until Thursday night. You yes. gotta do a write-in campaign. You have to protest. Look, and if you if it's the future, and you're listening to this in hindsight just, as you're reviewing uh, for us for a webby, just go get the game. Just get the game. Get the game. You get really won't game. be disappointed. Book a, book a Tupperware Ultimate Clapback Party. So you'll go to other states and stuff. Yeah, but right now it's like the tri-state area. Okay, yeah. We're, but I can, we're but right you now. know, we're gonna go international soon. Soon. I, I'm actually sending the game to Canada tomorrow. Oh, yes. nice. no, mm-hmm. the first step. Thank you. International now. Come on, duties. <laughs> and taxes. I'm, <laughs> I'm internationally known. Yeah. See, that's how you get the tax break with international sales. Mm-hmm. Well, listeners, I'm Zach. No, are we, are we doing this? No, where media, where people media. can find oh, you? Girl. You can honestly. You've been on like look, seven of these episodes. Look, it. The rent check is still due, so problem. you can find Ooh, there's me. There's a rent demand notice on the door. <laughs> you can find me anywhere at this point. Or you can find me by my name, Zachary Aris, on all platforms and my website, www.zacharyares, like the Greek god, dot com. And my name is Carlos Rios, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Trefabulo. That's T R E S F A B U L E U X. For those of you who don't speak French, it's very fabulous in French. Oh, is that what that meant? Work it out. Oh. Just Creole. You may call me Jolie. There is no E in Joe. And that is how you will find me on the internet as well as at callmejolie.com. I'm Jonathan, a.k.a. Blasian FMA, everywhere on the internet from Twitter to Instagram to, to my Snapchat. To my my days. Well, I'm a different name on there, but if you find me, you find me. Um, And I also want to say that I made that subtitled video of Patti LaBelle doing the thing. I just want people to know this I told everyone at work, Wait, that was really you? That was really me. And people have been passing it around and not giving credit to the subtitle. Including Watch What Happens Live. Including that. Tell them. I know that C-SPAN owns the original 1996 video. Of course. But I'm the one that made the subtitles. Where are my background singers? Let me see that cardigan. (laughs) (laughs) Sings over soloist. (laughs) But she want to act like she didn't. um, She didn't remember. I don't remember that. She does so many gigs. Oh, because she got dementia. Uh, (laughs) Oh no! Don't don't say that. I'm bad now. She does. Aren't y'all from the same place? No, you're from Pittsburgh. I'm from Pittsburgh. She's from Philadelphia. She lives in Philadelphia. She lives in Philadelphia. (laughs) Right outside of it, and she got pies. Mm. My sweet potato pie is better. That was the ultimate clapback. I'm sending this to at Twitter on Twitter. You're going to get blocked. And This right. is This Q Hot 
the cute punk life. Wow. That actually sounded really that good. That was it. <laughs> that was it. For oh, this week. That was that. No, that needs to be the intro.